Hey everyone, welcome back to the Made For More podcast where we're talking about being disciples and making disciples, diving into the key principles of this amazing book, Made For More. I'm here with the authors, Dr. Ken Engel, president of Southeastern University, Steve Saccone, professor at Southeastern University and incredible leadership consultant and, uh, and developer. And if you don't know me, I'm your host for the show, Michael Steiner, vice president for innovation. And we're diving into chapter five today, diving into the heart of a disciple? What does it mean to have an unselfish heart? And so, um, you, Steve, as we're talking about this chapter, it revolves around the heart, that's kind of emotions. What does it look like for our hearts to be transformed by God? Yeah, it looks like a heart that is others-oriented. So one of Jesus's famous teachings from the Gospels, Matthew 16, he says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up their cross, and follow me. And that's a that's a countercultural idea and and a central teaching to to Jesus to what it means to be an apprentice of Jesus the call to deny oneself right that's a that's a issue of the heart so in essence we we have to learn to say no to our selfish desires and ambitions and we have all of us have this desire for more or to to get something now or or to do whatever it takes no matter what it costs us to get something for us and this word deny, it's a, it's a very potent word, you could say in the Greek even, that the original you know, language of the New Testament is written in. So, so we see this word used when it describes Peter when he denies Jesus, but the word essentially means to dissociate from self. Mm-hmm. So self-denial doesn't, doesn't mean you hate yourself, it doesn't mean you know, you're self-loathing, it doesn't mean your life is miserable, right? Quite mm-hmm. the opposite. Denying yourself involves renouncing the centrality and priority of self. That's really what it comes down to. It's renouncing yourself as the center of the universe. Uh, it's renouncing your desires and the appetites that are that are really most important to you. And so we enter into this journey as a disciple of the heart, of learning, okay, how do I deny myself? It's moving from a self-centered life to a God-centered life, really, and it's not easy. And, mm-hmm. and, and all of us have a natural tendency, right? You, mm-hmm. me, you, right? I'll confess for all of us, right? <laughs> we all have this natural tendency to be selfish, to be self-oriented, sure. it's, it's yeah. natural. And so it's unnatural mm-hmm. to practice self-denial, you could say. And yet we have to fight against you know, serving our own interests. So part of how we do that is we are intentional about serving others, about denying ourselves, about doing something maybe we don't want to do. We're sort of swimming upstream, you could say, to, yeah. our, to our human natural condition. And of course, our culture doesn't help us in that, yep. right? It sort of fuels the opposite, if yep. you want to say it like that. And what ends up happening is we're told if you pursue this for your own happiness, let's say, for example, right, or, or for your own self, it'll make you happy or whatever that is. But Jesus comes along and, and really says, I want to change uh, your understanding of this, and what what he's trying to do is 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 help us to become apprentices and disciples that leave our self-centered ways behind, mm-hmm. and puts him and other people at the forefront. And that is really the heartbeat of a disciple. It's and it's where where uh, real change happens. Yeah. And it and it happens in the ordinary of life. It's like one quick example. It's like okay, I'm watching TV on a Sunday afternoon. I'm watching a football game and relaxing, and my you know, eight-year-old son, let's say a few years ago, comes down and says, Dad, you want to wrestle? <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want to wrestle. I want to watch football and relax, you know, but I didn't say that. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I, you know, I'll wrestle. Or my wife is tired and, you know, already kind of laid down to go to bed, but she's thirsty. She's yeah. like, will you, get, will you get me a water? No problem, <laughs> Sherry. I'll happily do that, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you don't feel like it. And those are simple examples, but 
But that's the stuff of discipleship too. It's right. it's in the mm-hmm. ordinary of life, even with your family or at work or you know all different places in life. Mm-hmm. So we're we're learning to be less self focused and more focused on others. I love it, love it. So Kent, what does it actually look like then to start denying yourself? What does that process look like, and how do you change our you know how do we change the posture of our hearts? Yeah, I, I think you know it's a lot about surrendering, uh, to surrender. When you think about, you know, we all, again, we're, we all have these hopes, uh, dreams, wills, but learning how to acquiesce or surrender that to what God truly has, uh, his plan for our lives. It's saying, okay, Lord, I know, uh, these are things I'd love to do. And, and these are my dreams, but, but I'm, I, you know what you say, you have a plan for me and it's good. Um, and it's filled with hope and, and all of this. So I've just got to trust you. Uh, uh, you know, I got to lean on you and not myself and, and I'm going to choose to follow you no matter what, because again, you created me, you designed me. So you know, what's best. And, and, and we're saying, Lord, I, I'm committed to you and living according to, to, because if we do that, we will be fulfilled. We mm-hmm. will have a sense of significance. And, and Jesus gave this, when you, when you look at how he talked about this, he gave this image of taking up our cross and that image for those first disciples would probably stop them dread, dead in their mm-hmm. tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, you know, because in the first century crucifixion was of course practiced by the Greeks and Persians and then perfected by the Romans and crucifixion was so disgraceful that actually the, the, the Roman law for Roman citizens, they would never be allowed to be crucified. Rome was like, we'll do this to everybody else, but we're not going to do it to our own hmm. people. So in the Roman world, a condemned criminal would carry their own cross mm-hmm. or at least the cross beam to the place of crucifixion. And the disciples would have immediately understood this implication about taking up your cross. Mm-hmm. And that was really a pre- prelude to, uh, to death. So mm-hmm. what Jesus was teaching them was this is a sign of complete and total surrender, total yeah. self-denial. Jesus was talking about the death of your selfishness and, um, and the death of self-centered thinking and behavior that puts us at a central uh, priority. And, uh, and he's making clear that if you're going to serve me, there is a cost mm-hmm. to just surrender to what I have for you. And and the cost really is a cross. Every follower of, of Christ will have some kind of cross to bear over and over in the course of your life. And in every season, it's going to look different. You're going to have all kinds of, of experiences. But self-denial is a constant that we have to surrender ourselves no matter the circumstance, no matter what's going, even when we don't understand why we can't figure it out. You know, the scripture says God's ways are higher than ours. We have no idea what's ahead, but if we will just uh, surrender and acquiesce and it may cost you in a moment, uh, a a personal ambition, a goal, Mm -hmm. maybe even feel like the death of a dream, but Mm. we have no idea what's going to happen down the road. Um, I, I remember when um, we lived for a brief time in Denver, my, my family, um, and I was in junior high. We had just um, got season tickets to the Denver Nuggets. Basketball is my favorite mm-hmm. thing. Um, happened to know a couple of the players. Our families got to know each other. Uh, Bobby Jones was one of them, and he, he would come over to our house for dinner. I'd play air hockey against him. and. And I know he let me beat him, but I could I could say I beat the great Bobby Jones, uh, NBA Hall of uh, NBA Hall of Famer. But I, I I remember understanding that sometimes in the midst of what we think is the greatest thing happening, you're going to have to experience something. And the experience was we're moving back to California, 
And I'm thinking that's the worst thing. God, why would you do this to me? Everything's great. I, I love all of this. But little did I know down the road, God would open up a door in television sports and all that. And had that move not happened, I may not have been in that. I would have never met that mentor who taught me how to, you know. So in the moment, sometimes when we have to surrender something, we think it's the most horrible thing in the world. But in all reality, God knows best because mm-hmm. he created you. He designed you. He knows what he's going to have for you down the road. You just got to trust him. Um, and there was no other rabbi teaching that kind of concept yeah. uh, or living it out. Jesus was the rabbi of all rabbis, the master teacher who would prove himself to be the Messiah, the savior of the world, and who looked at his disciples and and simply invited, just follow me yeah. and I'll I'm going to take care of you, and uh, and it's going to be good. And and he says, this is what it takes, um, you know, for good discipleship. Yeah, I love it, and that's why you know any 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 discussion about the Christian faith that doesn't have this aspect of this, right? And it's so easy because, you know, grace is so incredible and there's so much hope for life, right? There's so much hope that's on the backside of it that it can be easy to lose. that in the middle, right, is this is this death to self. And I think this is where people get, it's, it, I've seen so many different discipleship groups, right? People call it discipleship and mentorship and they, people get offended, they move away because so-and-so said, hey, you need to live your life differently. We need to move your life. And this is that this is the messiness, right? That we who make disciples, who are part of this process of making disciples with each other have to enter in. And so talk a little bit more about that hope. You know, can you just mention, and Steve, you guys just mentioned the hope that comes on the other side of this sacrifice. Tell us a little bit about that, what we're trying to work towards there. Yeah, as disciples, we're following Jesus, the person. We're also following his teachings and his mission. And we believe that he offers us the best way to be human. Now, a lot of his teachings, like the one we've been talking about, is difficult to face or kind of wrestle with or grapple with. But but, but when Jesus talks about life and what he offers, he uses the description life to the fullest, life abundant, right? There's something really wonderful, beautiful, and good in that. So it's like, okay, what is that? And, and, and this is where denial of self, to go with that example, actually leads us. So go back to the word follow. Okay, so he says, follow me so that you will experience life to the mm-hmm. fullest. And that word follow in the Greek is a present tense command. Yeah which means it's an ongoing process of following, right? It's a daily thing. And so as you follow Jesus, the daily rhythm of your life, one, it entails denying yourself, taking up your cross daily. This is the way Jesus modeled it, essential mm-hmm. to his teachings. And that means that in every circumstance, in every moment, really, of life with Jesus, Jesus says, follow me. Yeah. And then there's this cost. There's this yeah. cost of following in the way. We were talking about the way yeah. of Jesus, right? We're mm-hmm. followers of the way. And the, anyone that tells you different, like you were just yeah. saying, Michael, is, yeah, that's not right. So, so why then do we surrender? Why do we sacrifice? Why do we deny self? Is it worth it, right? Those mm-hmm. are questions that might bubble up. And Jesus tells us this. He says, whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Mm-hmm. Whoever wants to exercise their their will to save their own life or do life their way, you could say, actually is going to lose it. Mm. And and he flips that whole thing upside down. So so if we keep striving to make our happiness yep. the ultimate barometer of our decision-making, it's not going to lead us to where we think it's going to lead us. Right. And that's the problem. Yet Jesus says, essentially, to give your life away, 
right? That's what leads you right. to life to the yeah. fullest. Yeah. Yeah. It's a life given, exactly. given yep. away to others. It's, it's, it's a life not about self. Yep. And it's sort of the, the, the counter way of thinking that we tend to think. And, and he says at another point, he says, whoever loses their life for me will find it. So if when you lose your life, so you try to save your life, you're going to lose it. But when you try to, when you lose your life or give your life away, you could say, you're actually going to find it. You're going to find the life that he offers, the best way to yeah. be human, the yeah. life to the fullest, life abundantly. And, and that's the life that Jesus is trying to point us to right. and paint this picture of so that we can actually find that way of living, right? It's right. things like joy and the fruit of the spirit yep. and peace and the things that we really long for, yep. but there's a different path to get there. And Jesus teaches us that. And we don't normally and naturally take that path. Right, right. Well, because the the end goal is love, right? To, we'll, the, Jesus says that we'll know that our lives are, that we're their followers by the love that we have, that we have expressed for each other. But so much of our culture is based that the, uh, in order to become a more loving person, you have to become a more affirming person, affirming to yourself. And that what Jesus teaches is that's not true. It's yeah. that you deny yourself to become more loving. Yeah. In the denial is where the loving comes out of, which is totally flips everything off its head, right? It's, it's this whole new idea. So what do you think, you know, what do you think that Jesus was trying to communicate, unpack that a little bit more for us by this deny is how we become more loving? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, well, part of what mm -hmm. makes me kind of takes my, what this takes my mind back to is, is we, Jesus talked about when we gain, when we seek to gain the whole world, yep. right? He says, what, what, what good will it be if someone gains a whole world yet forfeits their soul? And that's not, um, that's not what we want. That's mm. not what anybody wants. And so, so Jesus is saying, I gave my life. I lost my life. I gave my yeah. life up for you, yeah. right? That's our example. That's our model. And it's so interesting that, you know, Matthew four is where Jesus says, follow me. Mm-hmm. Okay, then Matthew 5 is the Sermon on the Mount. And this is where Jesus comes in and his teachings about money, sex, power, relationships, yeah. conflict, all sorts of things. And pretty much in every teaching there, he sort of turns what we naturally think upside down. And yeah. so so part of the journey of a disciple is is learning the teachings of Jesus. So mm -hmm. so read the Gospels, study the Gospels, discuss the Gospels in community. There's a lot of that in, in mm -hmm. Made for More, the book. There's a lot of Gospel reading and meditation and study. So people can can get into that. Um, but, but we have to learn the teachings of Jesus and learn to apply them. And really, we have to wrestle with them yep. because they're difficult, but they lead us ultimately to life. Yep. So good. And I think, um, you know, and that's agape love right. um, in all reality. Yeah. It's that selfless kind of love. And, and when Jesus called his disciples, um, he didn't just tell them what to do. And that's what I love about it. He showed them. Yeah. He, he lived his life that way in front of them. Uh, he showed them how to become fishers of men. And through his life and ministry, Jesus invested in, in the lives of those that surrounded him. And I think as Christ followers and, and uh, as we walk in the way, uh, we should always be, as you said, uh, others oriented. It's mm -hmm. just always about others and it should never be about me. Um, you know, uh, Jesus is the epitome of authentic, transparent leadership and a genuine leader has nothing but the people on his mind that he has the privilege to serve. How can I encourage them, come alongside them, um, just be there for them. And we must do everything in our power to serve people that God has placed in our care. 
because that ultimately is what leadership is all about, realizing I have the privilege to care for these people that are in my sphere of man responsibility or my in my area that I, I have a role in. And a genuine leader has nothing but those people in, in mind. And if you're going to be others-oriented and you're going to be selfless, you have to be that way mm-hmm. in everything you do and in and, and every approach that you take to be the best leader you can be. I met a guy who had spent time with Mother Teresa years ago, and he said one thing about her. He said, when you were with Mother Teresa, you felt like you were the most yes. important person yeah. in the whole entire world. Mm-hmm. She had her eyes off herself. She had her eyes on you. Her whole focus yep. was on you. Yep. She never talked about herself. She, and it's like that. that's virtuous and noble. Yeah. And, and the vision of becoming that we've been talking about and what we talk about in this book, it's like that's what we aspire to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's what Jesus invites us, and he models it yeah. Yeah. and then shows us how to become that. I love it. I love it. And if you're listening to this right now, you're going through this with your book, with your group, um, lean into this conversation together. Like, you know, this is this is a big concept that it's very easy for people to understand at a high level. Like people even talk about things like the golden rule is like a universal principle without, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there's a uniqueness to our faith that comes from this denial of ourselves that, you know, as you're talking through this with your group, as you're diving into, ask each other questions. What are the things that we need to be, I need to be denying more of in my life? What are the things I need to be letting go? Maybe there's a, maybe there's an egoness. There's even something that you said earlier, Kent, you know, is there a, is there a dream that I thought I wanted that maybe that's what God is asking me to sacrifice in order for the kingdom for the different things like that. Deep conversations, but those are the kind of questions that help us grow towards each other. So as you're thinking about that, if you're listening to that, make sure you're diving in there. And again, if you haven't picked up the book yet to dive more into these concepts, grab the book. You can check it out at kentingle.com or Amazon or wherever you get your book. Um, Pick up your copy today. And if you want more information, if you want to dive deeper into these uh, conversations, I encourage you to follow our authors, Kent underscore Ingle, Steve.Saccone on Instagram. Check us out. We'd love to connect with you. We'd love to comment, you know, build relationship and help guide your process as you, your group and your church and your community are growing and becoming more like disciples of Jesus. And so we're looking forward to it. See you guys next week on our final episode of the Made for More podcast. You won't want to miss it.